Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, spiritual stuff, anything in that realm. Um, today's the second part of our three-part series on um, the different soul levels. So we have three levels, primal ego and um, higher. There are a lot of different names for it, but we are doing primal um, ego and higher versus, um, you know, other, like, I think they, some people call, like, lower, middle, and high. Like, there's different words depending on what you practice. We are directly referencing um, The Witch's Book of Power by Devin Hunter. That is linked below if you want to get it. It's a great book. Uh, I can't say that enough. Highly recommend. Uh, so before we go into the ego, uh, please tell them where they can find us. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow us everywhere pretty much um at, at arlene it is all linked down below we also post reiki infused videos to youtube almost every single day for a wide range of things um you can go get that for free on youtube um you can also subscribe to our email list on our website to get a free reiki session every month and then you stick to the end of this podcast to get reiki as well every podcast has reiki at the end if you want to get it um and then we have a Patreon. You can go become a patron and hear some exclusive content that we post only on Patreon. We really appreciate your support. And I know this is, we never, like, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Like, you have no idea how much it means to us that you tune in and listen to this every week. And we get so excited when mm-hmm. you add us with our quotes or anything on social media. We get so excited about it. And we just wanted to say we appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so, is there anything else you want to mention? you have anything going on? Are you good? the ego. What do you mean the ego? We were talking about ego. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, what happened? Um, so, as many of you have listened to this for a long time, you know, the past couple of months, I've been going through the dark night of the soul, blah, blah, blah. Not anymore. I think I've crossed the other side. Till next week. <laughs> until next week. <laughs> until tomorrow. But, um, so I've been doing a lot of, like, inner retreats, and I did a, um like a nice long inner retreat, like ritual thing. And so I was like, you know, everybody, if you've been through the darkness of soul or you've just been sad and just not feeling it, you just wonder like, why, why do I feel this way? Like, why do I have to feel this way? Or, you know, why, why am I sad? Or why am I angry? Like, why am I so triggered? Like, why do I feel this way? And that was one of the questions I was asking in my meditation. And I kid you not, like a flick of a switch, I lost all emotions completely. You don't want to lose all emotions. It was not cool. Not at all. Because it's, you feel nothing. There's nothing, nothing at all. And it makes you appreciate feeling sad, feeling angry, feeling happy. It makes you appreciate it all. Mm -hmm. When there's nothing, it's just a void of nothing. Yeah. No one ever thinks about that. No one ever thinks of that. Like we feel the way we feel and do what we, like we go through things to get that experience and to feel and not having any feeling is not it. So that's just a little tidbit. Yeah. That plays into the ego a lot because, um, you know, you see a lot. And we're probably guilty of saying things like this, but I changed my mind 100%. I've been, like, having these sentiments, but this solidified it. Um, you do not want to remove your ego. Period. Period. <laughs> you need your ego. It is a part of you. Contrary to popular belief, when you hear people say, release the ego, get rid of the ego, don't listen to your ego. Uh, no. <laughs> changed my mind on that because I believe you have to love every single part of yourself to get the full healing. And I'm a firm believer in balance. You have to have every part of you balanced to be your best self. Like, that's what we're trying to achieve. Uh, we do have an anchor ad. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to keep rambling. Let's get the anchor ad played, yep. and then I'll break down the we'll ego. Back.
Okay, we are back. Um, Alright, so again today we are talking about the ego soul. So your ego is your personality and your world view. So the ego, it stores data and then it's, it uses it to construct the environment around us. And it's located at the center of our torso. We make our world based on what we know and our ego is responsible for that. It is the person people meet and your outer, so like your outer projection of like yourself. And it can be highly superficial and it requires a high level of attention throughout your day. You know, we are using our ego like all of the time and it, it like consumes us, you know, for yeah. the most part. Um, so because it can be so like superficial, it often has us concerned with ranks, titles, social climbing, the accumulation of power, stuff like that whenever it's not exactly balanced. It's comprised of our armor and our weaknesses. Mm. Oh, that was interesting. So we also have a shadow with our ego, and just like the primal soul does. Um, so the ego has its own shadow, and it's represented by the mirror. And now Devin Hunter says, when we gaze in a mirror, every flaw and detail that we look at with the ego can be seen. And so that's when the part of our ego soul is left to our, like its own devices. It can wreak havoc on our lives like you know if our primal souls were making all the decisions there would be a lot of issues going up it's the same thing with the ego so if we let our ego do everything it's gonna get us really wrapped up in things of a very material plane uh because it's basing your reality on everything that you're consuming and if you're not consciously aware of of that and you're not controlling like that part of you it can just go all over the place and, off, you know, just... One could argue that's how a lot of people operate. <laughs> yeah, so what uh, an example is that instead of collecting data from the flow of the external, it can end up collecting data from deep well um, inside of us. Mm. And um, so those are like the stories that we tell ourselves. And, you know, we go off in our heads and then we, um, like, you know, you look in the mirror and then you think things like your hair's not pretty or you're not enough. Um, so, like, think of the stuff, like, literally when you look in the mirror, some of the things that you think about yourself. Hmm. So if you're not, and also, like, whenever you look at people, usually, like, you're mirroring things back. So the stuff that you don't like in people is often the stuff that you do yourself and how you are. Um, so Devin, sa- Devin says, it's important for us to see our ugly truths in the mirror so that we are able to see the beautiful within us. I thought that was like, I love really that. important. Yeah. Yeah. So the mirror image is often the voice telling us we aren't enough in any form or it tells us that we're not capable or lacking. Now this is um, where a lot of people work on the ego whenever you're like spiritually doing spiritual development. Because our ego does, con- you know, concern us all day, all the time. And, you know, if you relinquish control of your ego, you can let those stories run wild. And, you know, you use, see people using affirmations and stuff like that so they can, like, rein in what the data that their ego is consuming. Because your, your ego's like, think of it like a computer. Like, you're just getting all this information all the time and your ego is, like, sorting that out and putting it where it needs to be. So if you're constantly getting information that's not good it will affect you but if there's like an imbalance you can start giving yourself that bad information and then it it is how you it'll affect how you perceive the world so you a lot of people say like if you only focus on the bad that's all you're gonna see yeah slice Um, mirror yeah yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. that's what he says so um so he calls the whole like 
um, I am not enough in any form, like that whole thing, I'm not capable. He calls it the itty bitty shitty committee. And I thought that was like <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it causes many of us to become powerless. So whenever there's issues with the ego, that's when we start to relinquish our control and the idea of power our inner power felt that way mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and then we start to get a lot of fear and things like that and it creates a lot of missed opportunities so when we lose our power we will also feel the need to overcompensate and exhibit behavior that we refer to as egotistical and when you don't feel like you're powerless it's like whenever people start acting out um, yeah so my, you know, I instantly thought, like, driving and how, like, you have, like, a big car and they, like, ride up on you. You're like, oh. Like, you ever once you yelled out the window, oh, small dick, at somebody who did something <laughs> When do like I that. Hey, yelled, what are you compensating for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, I did do that. But I also don't give a fuck a lot. It'll get you to, like, act out of character and be, you might be meaner than you usually are um, because you're trying to get your power back. And instead of getting that power back from within, you start, like, projecting that stuff outward and you feel like you have to, like, keep, um, like, letting us know that you are power, that you are dominant, that you are. So you start, like, putting that on others. So um, you might, like, start putting people down to lift yourself up would mm, be an example. That's the worst. The yeah. worst. I mean, we've all, I feel like we've all been there before in some form yeah. of this to some degree. I know. Degree. No one's perfect. I mean, everybody has um, something. The ego processes and organizes the info that it collects, and it places it in categories and in places in our mind and our subconscious. And the, it also... Um, Like, the primal soul instinctively knows how to seek shelter and food. The ego soul instinctively knows to analyze and to categorize. Um, And it's needed to survive, and it's for the process of evolution. Mm -hmm. So stuff that we're feeding our ego is what helps us evolve. Just like our primal soul knows what we need to survive. Um, So the ego works beautifully and amazingly. And serves us when it is in balance with the other two souls. When one of them is out of balance, it'll force one or the other to, like, overcompensate. So you end up having one of those energies, like, supplying energy to something that it shouldn't. We'd use the example, would you want your primal soul making your serious life decisions, like, who you marry, and, like, things like that. This is another example of how it all is connected. It gives the other two souls places to express their wisdom and lays the groundwork for them to achieve their goals because each one has their own goals that they're trying to achieve to help you function. Without the ego, we could empower our higher selves through education, nor could we buy food to feed our primal soul. So our, our egos are kind of, like, directing us, like, okay, this is where you get this. Mm-hmm. Here's a book you're going to read to help you um, evolve spiritually. Here's, you know, this is a teacher. Like, your, your ego is, like, helping that whole process. So you, now you're seeing why I'm like, you need your ego. Yeah. Like, you need it. Key words are communication, worldview, connection, and consciousness. The ego connected to the civilization, humanity, the part of us that makes us human. I like being human. I like my experience. I yeah. I like this human experience. It, I like my life. Makes it that, you know. <laughs> the uh, other thing about, like, the ego I thought was really, really hit me and made me realize, like, how much I actually really love my ego is that your ego is connected with the expression of music, art, and anything written. It's connected to those moments when you're deeply in thought, whenever you are having a deep conversation with somebody, whenever you're reading a book. Like, we wouldn't have music, we wouldn't have the art, we wouldn't have, like, all the beautiful things that we make and create without our egos. Like, you need that shit, man. You need it. 
And um, the ego, so the ego resonates with C4 middle, like notes to B5, and any notes that are played in that range can energize and activate the ego. Those tones can help us to expand our auras, and it provides an easier access to internal energy systems. So that's like for sound healing, if you wanted to work with that. Now the ego aura is the second layer and it emits from the chest, and it will ebb like an intensity as it moves throughout the day. So what'll what'll happen is sometimes that will get more or less intense depending on what we're doing because it's like, remember like with your ego's collecting data. So if like you're learning something or you're in deep conversation, your that energy can like fluctuate and change. Um, so generally we wanna seek harmony and that's what your ego's trying to do. It's trying to make harmony and peace the best that it can and inform your primal soul of its harmonic state. So then from there, your primal soul will respond emotionally or physically based off of the information from the ego. Um, so if your ego is saying that something's not right, it's going to tell that to your primal soul. And then your primal soul will know it needs to go into panic mode mm-hmm. or it needs to do what it needs to do. And what we feed our egos is what's going to dictate how our primal energies are acting. And there can be distortion based off of what we're allowing in our experience or if there's not a, a balance. So your the form that's connected with the ego is the spider. We would use that if you were like trying to heal the ego, and it reminds us that over time we can consciously create the web instead of allowing chaos to create it for us. And that's what the spider is. And I think that was pretty crazy. Controlling your ego, you're controlling your story. So think about like what is in control right now. Like what thoughts are in control. So when you're hearing people say release the ego, they're they're really saying release like negative thoughts that are permeating your ego. They're saying balance your yeah. ego. R- release um, the, the false beliefs that you hold. Anything that's like <clears throat> affecting you and then you can you know it because of like what is being transmitted to your primal soul. So if you are feeling a state of alarm or unease or any kind of like issues where you're like not like things aren't okay, but then you look around and things like are okay. Maybe there's some imbalance with your ego and the story you're telling yourself. That's funny. Even in like Greek myths, there was a woman who was turned into a spider because of her ego. So you can see like the idea of like the spider in a lot of mythology and in various shaman traditions. Healing the ego soul is important because it shows us we are weaving really like how we are really weaving through our connection with others as well. Working with healing the ego soul teaches us to be aware of how our relationships with others affect our path and how we affect the paths of others like we are all interconnected mm-hmm. so when your ego's balanced you understand the repercussions of what you do and the repercussions of other people um and i think it's fine because we were talking before about the idea of like being of service and stuff like that like are you of service to yourself or of service to others so whenever there's issues with your ego, you might be more self-oriented in a negative way, not like healing yourself, more like I got to get mine. But whenever your ego is more balanced, it's going to help you to understand that by radiating this positive energy and stuff like that, it, it there's like a ripple effect all mm-hmm. around you, vice versa. And then the other flip side of that is knowing that other people can affect you. It's going to allow you to know what you allow in, in your experience. Devin draws a lot of healing of the ego from Native American traditions, and he goes on to the grandmother spider, which involves deep meditation, visualizing a spider, and you work with your solar plex chakra, which I thought was cool because of, um, you know, it's where he said the ego is yeah. located, but your solar plexes are like your power center mm-hmm. and like your sense of power, so that was cool. You can also like balance, try to balance that to help your ego, and then he recommends getting a book 
or I'm sorry, I wrote recommend getting a book. So I recommend like you get the book and read exactly how he says to do it because it's long and I don't want to like go through Grandmother Spider with you. In the process, you're working with this energy and journaling and it's going to help you like figure out the what you're weaving into your life. Similar ideas of the soul spider can be seen in various Native American dr traditions, but also in voodoo, core shamanism, and uh, I wrote huna, and so on. Hmm. So a bunch of people use this idea of the spider for healing that. that. Uh, spider's webs can be seen as astral webs, and they're lines of energy and thought that travel and relay spiritual energy in the blink of an eye. When we do spell work, it travels down these astral threads. So that's how it's connected to like magic. So you don't need to do a spell to make these connections, uh, but you can just do them on your own. We do them naturally. They're also referred to as chords. Mm. Yep. So that's like ego stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> like, it's coming I'm just like, mm, dropping the knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So those are like the, the chords. Weave, man. And with each other. With each other. The mm -hmm. interconnectedness. So we get that energy from everything, like people, all of it. It happens instantly. And then if you are a magical practitioner, you would understand how to use that for mm -hmm. your practice. Just like you're understanding the primal soul to help you feel your magic. You're using these astral threads to help you with that magical process as well. Yeah, and letting go of things, certain things. So they give valuable information to help you understand um, a person's personality, their like mood changes, motives, intentions, and attention you are getting from them. So through these webs that we have with people, we're able to understand like their vibe pretty much. And I think that's what that is referring to me like, oh, what's your vibe? I think that like if you have a cord connected to somebody and you like you know they're upset and they're not saying it. It's because you have that cord connected and like your ego, this spiritual self, because it's spiritual, knows this. And you can also feel negative energy from people through those as well. Mm. So if you are have are connected to somebody who's really full of love for you, you're gonna feel that love. And then the other way around, and you know, then you get into like the idea of like energy vampires and stuff like that. But that's like a different Another thing. thing yeah. yeah. Our awareness of these threads can allow us to consciously interact with them, and it can identify, we can identify and understand them, allowing us to start a process of conscious creation. So by understanding the webs that you are, con like, weaving, understanding the, like, threads you're putting out there, you can know what needs to be, cores need to be cut, and then you know what webs you want to put out for mm -hmm. things. Like, if you're manifesting, mm. you want to connect with this type of energy. It can be anything. Like, if you're trying to connect with, like, a soulmate and you're putting that web out there to help draw them in, um, perhaps, things like that. But, you know, and directly, it, for me, is, like, the idea of cutting the things that don't serve you, those draining energies. That's why I'm talking about this. I, I've been doing um, a lot of, like, cord cuttings for mm -hmm. past situations or past attachments. Mm-hmm. Did we say, I don't know if we said in this one or the previous one about right now is the time um, people are, well, I've been called to do a lot mm -hmm. of like cutting out of things. Oh yeah, I mean, so this is taking a deep dive and understanding your connection through these webs by analyzing your connection with people that you are directly involved with. So this is family, friends, and so on. So this is another technique people will do to help like heal that ego is they'll um, start to recognize their connections with people. And um, it's, it's in the book, like I said, I highly recommend buying it if you want to do some of the exercises we're referring to it's on the book on page uh 72 what he he does is this thing where you do this journaling exercise over several days and you meditate and you write down these people that are in your lives and these situations and then you're going to go through your moods and like the 
down to like the colors you see whenever you think of these people and regardless of like oh I love this person or oh I want this like just flat out like non-judgmental like what vibe like what feeling do you get when you look at that name on the paper and think of that person or that situation and then that'll give you a hint of how that astral web how that cord is affecting your ego Um, because you can really love somebody but that somebody might be very negative and they might be putting you down all the time and that's a negative attachment it doesn't mean that you have to like cut that person out of your life but you'll know that you need to do a cord cutting exercise every time you like interact with Mm -hmm. them so it's not to be seen as negative, but it also will let you know if you have toxic people in your lives or toxic situations that you've been avoiding, um, you can leave. And, you know, eventually you might be able to even do that naturally, like, you know, for recognizing when something isn't serving you anymore. And you can tell when you have a cord connected to somebody based off of if they're constantly on your mind mm. um, or a situation that's constantly on your mind, you still have that cord attached. Um, and it can reattach too like you can do a cord cutting and then like something happens and then it like reattaches um so a cleansing meditation might be cutting all negative or draining cords like that's an intention you set um you know we like to work with the angels so i'll often ask archangel michael to cut some of those cords to help like lighten me i feel like there's something like a situation that's like in my ego because what's happening with these cords is it's creating it's sending your ego this data that is shaping your reality again. And then that in turn goes to your other two souls and can distort things. And then like the worst part is if you start giving your ego information from inside um, and not inside in a good place, like inside when you're telling your stories, like you're stuck in your head telling your stories that things won't work out. So you're feeding your ego all this information that things are not going to work out. And it's giving that to your subconscious mind. And I get, like, you know, that's stuff that you go, you work through whenever you start doing um, certain practices like affirmations and stuff like that. Or, like, consciously, yep, and consciously looking at the world, choosing how you want to perceive the world as a way of controlling your ego and using your ego for your better, um, your best possible outcome. And then, like, your ego is going to be, like, helping you with expression, too. So if you're an artist and you balance that ego, it's going to really help your art and, and so on. So, like, we're trying to, like, the ego is not a bad thing, it's, it's what you do to your ego. Yeah, it's that's what bad. you choose to, um, pro- what way you choose to use it. Mm-hmm. Like who's in control of your ego? So it's the idea of taking that power back. So much of our like self help and our like um, metaphysical stuff is very heavy on the idea of taking your that power back, and then um, kind of losing sight of that ego self being a part of you and being something that can help you and is spiritual. It's really working with your ego and balancing it and balancing it with the other parts of you. Just like we talk about the shadow being the parts that you don't like, you have to love every part of yourself. So you either heal that shadow or you transmute it and learn how to love it. So sometimes maybe that's what you have to do with quote, like ego, like it's loving it. I I mean, that's what I think. I mean, I'm learning like most of the parts I like about myself are my because of my ego. Like, I love to get lost in my head. I'm a creator. I love to create content. And that's my ego. Like, like, this research I did for this was because of my ego. My ego was, like, this the data that the higher soul needs right now. Mm. Look it up. And I fed my higher soul, so I'm connecting it all. I always think, like, back in the day, like, the ego, like, oh, you're so egotistical, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But it's not bad. Like, having self-belief and believing in yourself and knowing who you are is not bad. Well, the ego, egotistical is out of control, out of balance. 
ego, self-love. It balances everything. So, yeah, so so, when, so being egotistical is whenever you don't have your power yeah. and you're being destructive. Yes. But me being my normal self and expressing myself the way I want to isn't me being egotistical. Um, that you, so, yeah, so that's where the distortion comes to you. We start to distort the terms, like we distort egotistical or ego. And then um, if we have a bunch of people who are out of balance, they're going to, like, because you're stepping into your power and you're loving yourself, they are going to interpret that as being egotistical because they're out of balance, I would say. Yeah. With their ego self, where they're not in touch with it or aware of it. And we start to, um, I think we definitely, I think with a lot of terms in society, we get attached to, like, a certain meaning for a term that might not be exactly what it is. Or it becomes, like, a catch-all for everything. It gets muddled. And I think the ego has gotten to be a catch-all for everything that is either primal or everything that is a distortion of self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, as in self-empowerment being unhealthy or bad versus just an imbalance in the ego making you act out and be egotistical. Mm-hmm. They're different. Because if you love yourself and you're in your power, you're not egotistical. No, but then that gets labeled that sometimes, it, though. Yeah. And by it's, certain people. It can, yeah. Or, or how our society yeah. is, we are, like, we're interpreting it that way through those I call lenses. it uh, playing small. And then feeding the ego is recognizing the complexity of the ego and how it connects to our higher and primal souls. Honor the ego instead of seeing it as your enemy. So, like, you were talking about how the ego was being used as the enemy towards you. So, when we start to perceive it, so you're so egotistical, we're viewing it as the enemy. Well, yeah. Um, And it's not. Or we had mentioned people say release the ego, let go of your ego. We're treating our egos like it's not a part of us. Like it's yeah, you're the not getting enemy. rid of your ego. You're getting rid of the the misinformation and the the poor programming of your ego mm-hmm. and the beliefs that you took on that you're letting this web spin, and that's how yeah. your ego's operating. Yeah, you're not in your power. No, you're just somebody else is, is controlling yeah. your ego and telling you your story and your narrative. Yes. What was that quote? Um, you said. If you're not in control of your consciousness, who is? Is that what it was? I think that was a, a damn... I can't feel it in meditation. If you're not consciously manifesting, you're leaving it up to chance. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it was. I can't remember. Something along those it's lines. Along those lines are like, if, if like if you... Yeah, if you're not consciously in control of like what you're pulling... This is when I, when I did that... Text back to the intro. When mm-hmm. I did that um, like healing meditation thing. Yeah. That was one of the things that it's that when the, my feelings went away, like boom, like mm-hmm. like flick of a switch, um, snap of a finger, it that came in and it was like if you are not consciously manifesting or consciously pulling in what you want to pull in, then you're leaving it up to chance. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean it's gonna be bad, but it doesn't mean that you are getting exactly what you want. Yeah, you know. So if we're leaving it up, like our like this. Like, what, what we choose to believe, if we're leaving that up to whatever someone else projects onto us, then we are keeping that. Whereas we have control and can pull it in. And then allowing yourself to feel anything is good. Yeah, yeah so that's where, that's like the ego. Whereas we're told yeah. it's bad. It's bad if you're sad. It's bad if you're, mm-hmm. you um, have empathy, a massive amount of empathy or you're too sensitive. But that's all projections. Yeah, so yeah, so people telling you stuff is definitely, people telling you stuff about you 
and then you don't feel that it's your truth is going to go into your ego and then your ego is going to start telling you that those things are true like the projections of others will influence you and that the core you have to cut cords that yeah. are not serving you and you have to recognize whenever something is coming from out coming from you like you're absorbing things that are not for you that are not created by you and then um, I always talk about consciously cre- shaping my world that yeah. I see I'm having control of my ego. Yeah. I'm, I'm controlling it. We're not letting go of your ego. You're not getting rid of it. Your ego is not bad. It's not evil. It's making you create a be- beauty around you. It's, it's a guiding system. Yes. It is the, a computer. It's like your computer system. It's like, what would you do? It's like you have your laptop and then there's no processor or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, like, thrown out. I don't know anything about technology. But, like, <laughs> but I, like it, you are using it to help you, and you want to balance your ego, in my opinion, and according to Devin. Well, yeah, you, you want to balance it completely. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, our thoughts become things, okay? How we think and feel becomes things. We manifest the world around us. We pull it in. So if your ego is pro- this web's program to um, like you suck and you're f- spinning this story, this false narrative of yourself, and that's what you're going to keep on getting in your existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're saying is like you are consciously manifesting your reality. You're consciously getting control over your ego and utilizing it for the good. Yeah, I'm working with my your ego, and I'm I've been very much on this getting everything balanced. Yeah, and I'm balancing that. I'm recognizing my ego is part of my soul, and that I need to love it. Not resent it because of like the not data I gave it. 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 Yeah. Resentment, hatred, it's stupid. So, um, understand how your ego directly influences your sense of power and shapes the world of you, like your world, and the world of others. Um, so, our ego is actually reminding us, can, can, you know, if he's right, remind you of how connected we all are. Or it's reminding you the impact you have and vice versa. So understanding that by taking the reins of your ego, you create a better form of and a more effective form of reality. One more suited for your needs of a... If you're a medical practitioner, definitely one more suited to your needs of your practice. Um, So you see that we can't separate our spiritual practice from our mundane life. You're approaching the mundane with a magical or spiritual mind. I thought that was interesting because we often try to separate this is spiritual, this is regular life. And we talked about it in our one episode where we were just kind of like on that thought rant. Hmm. And he's saying that when your ego is balanced, you're understanding that the mundane is magical. Like you're creating a spiritual practice from your regular life and seeing everything in like a spiritual sense and then vice versa. So you're connecting those worlds. Um, We often get so caught up with the web of life, we forget that we are the ones making it. It's like, damn. Mic drop. I love (laughs) that. (laughs) See, this is why we love this book. This is why we love, love it. Because it's just, I don't know. Oh, that was uh, awesome. He has so many moments like that in the book. So then he says, we <laughs> are probably going to actively try to get him on this podcast. Um, eventually. You know, eventually. 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 It's probably, probably like, um, you know how like last year, at the beginning of the year, we made a list of all the people we wanted on this show. And we got them all? Yeah, I think but like that's he's on our That's consciously manifesting mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Let's put it out there. Speak it into existence. It's possible. So then um, he says that... Another way to, like, heal and, like, maintain your ego is through... He says frequency adjustments are easier to heal the ego ver- versus, like... I think it was, like, offensive magic. So defensive magic is better. And war- so, like, uh, for example, frequency adjustments 
would be that you're vibing so high that nobody can like everything bounces off of you so um when you get yourself to a state where you're vibing very high it does like your ego i don't know your um your aura and everything is very solid and like very complete and it's very hard for negative things to work their way in like if you know your truth like if your ego is balanced you know your power if somebody tells you you suck you're gonna laugh at them and say no i don't and you're fine but if you have like issues and imbalances you're gonna be like oh my gosh Maybe I do suck. So that self-talk um, kicks in. Yeah. So he's saying that's one way to like heal your ego and to um, keep everything in check is to like maintain your frequency. You do that like meditation and the practice and, you know, you work at getting that way, but you can get to yourself to a point where none of that sticks. And the other way is um, you can actually do like magical practice to help protect you. And so that would be like doing protection magic. You can wear things like an evil eye. He says an evil eye. Mm-hmm. Our, hopefully, sister-in-law one day. You know, she is, she's very into Italian mysticism, and she actually got us onto uh, the Malacchio. The Malacchio and stuff. And, Mal de Ojo. Yeah. Eye, whatever you want to call um, it. She, if you're interested in that episode, she was on, and she was talking about some well, of Well, how about I'll just link it. Yeah, you can link yeah, that episode. it's a really good episode. Um, she said, he says that you can do just general protection things. So you can call in, like, if you have, like, protection spirits you work with. Um, you know, like, for me, I like to ask Archangel Michael. That's just me. It's a personal thing. But if you have other energies that you work with in spirits, gods, goddesses, whatever, you can call them in to um, help protect you if you need it. Your you team. Know, call on your, your team. team. Any other kind of protection jewelry. There's crystals, essential oils, stuff like that works. And then um Oh, here's a tip about warding. Cr- the, the crystals. Um, if you do wear um, like obsidian or black, black tourmaline and it gets super hot, you should probably cleanse it. Um, that means just it's taking the hit. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've been doing. We call that take, so <laughs> call taking the hit. If our like protective jewelry starts to like act up, or like if we like lose our like if, well, if you lose it, it means it took the hit. But like if we lose it or break it, we'll be like, oh man, my wife took the hit, and then I know instantly like, oh yeah, she got it. It did. It was gone. So. Yeah, it's hot. You should cleanse it as soon as possible. You can do that with just like selenite bars, um, like moonlight cleanses crystals there's a lot of ways but yeah but that's just a little tidbit gun yes he's he was saying that um you can do wardings to keep unwanted or negative threads from attaching to you um i'm sure there's like ritual you can do to cut threads protection rituals obviously um he mentions one thing called like the amber spider um that's on page 77 if you have the book it involves um, working with, like, your solar plexus and activating the, that area. And then he uses amber. And amber is often used by witches for protection because amber is a um, stone and not a stone, just like your ego is, like, you, but it's not you. Um, and he goes into how to do that. So a recap, your ego soul is a part of us responsible for creating our realities via complex webs of woven frequencies. It collects data and communicates to our other souls. In addition, it is responsible for interpreting messages from our other souls. Uh, we don't really talk too deep into that, so that's going to involve your higher soul too. So if it is balance, you're going to be able to communicate that guidance that you're receiving clearly. I think about this a lot. I think sometimes people's egos get in the way of guidance. So for example, people will say, how do I know that my spirit team is talking to me? If your ego is balanced, it's not going to constantly tell you, no, that's not your spirit team. Yeah. Or it's not going to tell you you're crazy. Or it's not going to tell you, it's going to understand, okay, it's going to 
give the doubt's it. gone. Yeah. And then um, another thing that a balanced ego will do is help you whenever you're doing receiving your guidance. Let's say you're doing tarot. I think people's egos get in the way of tarot and those types of things all the time. That's why I'm very particular about like the tarot readings I get. And I try to be as like open as I can whenever I do mine. Uh, you see a lot like channeled messages, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know everybody that comes, things come in the way you're supposed to, but I often think about sometimes maybe the ego getting in the way. Um, and if your ego is balanced, it's going to not, that's not going to happen as much. But it's also a balanced ego is going to not have you go into panic mode all the time because it's going to give you accurate information about what your experience is, not send you into a, a fight or flight mode yeah. or, you know, depression or anything like that over things that are not like your truth. So, um, he was saying that it's very important for balance and clarity that, and it's important for all the souls having that ego balanced and it's going to help you know your truth and your power. And that it's the only soul that can, um, compartmentalize and process direct information. So if your ego's out of balance, it's going to distort all the information you're taking in. So you're going to be looking at life through a distorted lens. I believe that it's extremely easy to do. Oh yeah. And I think it happens to a lot of people all the time um it is associated with the middle world and it is our anchor to what we perceive as realness and our understanding and perception of this current 3d reality experience um so too much of it is that whole like the idea of this being the most important thing that would mean that your ego's out of whack Mm -hmm. you because you need to understand it all like as a loop okay so magic Loves spoken words and art. You need to be able to express yourself for magic, and your ego is going to help you express yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's also magic and art. You, you know, you're going to have a much better magical practice with that balance. It's the expression in the physical, and healing involves seeing astral webs, cord cutting, protection, affirmations, and taking your power back. I think that's it on the ego. Yep, that's all I have for the ego. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, we should do like a book club or something. That'd be fun. It would be fun. I mean, I, you know, if you guys want to get the book, you can relook. So, Devin Hunter's book, a lot of our books, um, a lot of books that I've been grabbing, uh, got one with herbs, that's Scott Cunningham. We I have them in our book list. Yeah, I think they're in Maybe there. We should link that. Yeah, you should. A lot of the, the books, you don't have to go, like, chronologically for. You can, like, open it up at what's important. Um, this book is, I would say it's, like, both. Like, I'm reading it in order. But you can go to those chapters and... I like doing, like, the take what you need, like, sometimes. What what do they call it? Um, Uh, Book... It's like a... Bookmancy. Yeah, it's like cardomancy, but with with books. It's like Uh, bibliomancy or something like that. Yeah, bibliomancy. I love doing that stuff. Not necessarily with with this book, per se, but it's a fun thing to do sometimes. Like, any book that's handy, flip to, like, page 88 and see if there's a message for you. Yeah, it's it's a form of divination. Yeah. So if you, like... Go to your heart and um, connect to your heart, and you can like open a book, and you know there might be something for you. But, yeah, yeah uh, that is our ego. And the next, I'm really excited is for the higher. Um, so you know, a lot of you guys probably knew a lot about the ego, but I think the big takeaway for me with the ego is that you need to love your ego, not hate it, basically, and you balance it and integrate it. It's like the, the ego death is you killing off, well, not killing off, but like you know deleting all the all the the false beliefs and reprogramming it to what is true for you yeah so like uh, i like too like on that like like you're programming it to stay in the present and take in information for the present moment that's another thing like when you're staying in the present you're p- allowing your ego to perceive what is reality like what is really happening and all that matters is the present 
you know, we get consumed with what happened in the past and what's gonna happen, and then our ego can get lost in the, like, oh, I should do this differently. The shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, or it can get the other way around, like, I should do this, but I don't know if I can. But if you're present and then you actively know what you want, you're able to, like, direct your ego a little bit better and it can, like, relay the information better. And then if you're into, like, you know, if you have a, you're trying to develop your spiritual connection, having your ego balance is going to help you communicate with your guides and stuff a lot better. And it's not going to get in the way it's going to benefit you in um, those communications mm-hmm. and those, that information coming in. All right. Well, at the end of every episode, we have Reiki. So if you would like Reiki... Keep listening. We want to tell you that it may make you tired, so you probably shouldn't be driving. We like our clients to meditate when we do Reiki. So feel free to meditate now or pause it and then meditate. It's up to you. Yeah, and thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Bye.